Hello and welcome to RangerPod, the podcast that's recycling the morphing grid one costume at a time. My name's Grax, and I am in no way an expert on the subject of the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. But luckily, I do have someone who is a bit of an expert. Uh, say hello, Quinn. Hello, Quinn. And of course, it's not the RangerPod podcast without our resident expert of the show, PDT. Where is PDT? Uh, I think the pig got him. Oh yeah, yeah, he did mention. Uh, <laughs> he did say that he was walking out. It had something to do with the pig. Yeah, he was actually serious. I, I think he was serious. Like, but like, I've never known pig to joke ever. Yeah. When whenever he says something, I take it deadly seriously. So when Pete told me that the pig was after him, I was like, yeah, fine, I get that. Yeah. Uh, you you deal with that. Um, and we'll we'll just crack on with the podcast and uh, and hopefully he escapes. I suppose. Wow. I mean, I got my face for not taking him seriously when I said the pig was after him. Let's <laughs> so, say uh, you've got to take Pete seriously. Well, we've watched the episode, and I think that we can get by without Pete this time round. I mean, yeah, there's not an awful lot of expertise needed for this one. I don't think is there. No, it's actually quite a simple episode. Exactly. I've got my notes. Do you want to? Run us through the synopsis of the episode, as you would normally. Yeah, let's talk about episode 42 of oh. Mighty Wolf and Power Rangers, which is called A Pig's Tale? No. A, a Pig Surprise. A Pig Surprise. Although, A Pig's Tale is probably going to come up in 10 episodes time. What? I'll <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't say that. I thought we'd be... <laughs> I mean, that, that costume's looking tight enough as it is. Are you saying it's coming in for one more time? I wouldn't be surprised. Uh. Um, I honestly can't remember the answer to that question. Um, this episode aired on the 8th of February 1994 for those keeping score of those sort of things. Right. Okay, so the, I think I can get this down in... Yeah, I think I can get this down in two minutes. No problems. Like I said, super simple. And you've not got PDT here to distract you this week, so I'm just going to sit here and shut up and let you talk. Fantastic. Finally, my time to shine (laughs) is upon us all. Get ready, ladies and gentlemen. Whilst you're on that, I'm just going to go make a cup of tea. (laughs) What? It's fine. I'll just talk to myself. I do that all the time. I've got a great voice. Anyway, so... We're at the park and there appears to be some kind of pet swapping, exchanging, adopting scheme going on and our four heroes, minus Zack, are helping out. Suddenly an old lady approaches a hero with a pet pig and asks them to find a pig called Norman, a good home, and the heroes agree. And then Bulk and Skull appear, they want to adopt a pet, and lo and behold, they think that Norman the pig would be the perfect pet for Bulk and Skull. So Zack is running late, and he manages to see the same old lady walking through the woods, skipping away like a crazy person, and then it turns into a putty, and then there's a whole bunch of putties, and then Zack comes along again, and fights them all, and defeats them, and he picks up this strange whirly device which is coming up with these strange readings. Okay, so the heroes are then trying to figure out what this whirly device does, but it's too late! This triggers an event which causes Norman the pig to turn into Pudgy Pig. That's right, Pudgy Pig, the dead-eyed creature, is back. You just made that sound way more exciting than it actually was. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. It turned into an event! (laughs) Yeah, Rita's evil creation from episode 6 of the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. So Vulcan score traumatised by this and the pig disappears, and then it's morphing time at 9 minutes and 37 seconds. We then see the same Power Rangers fighting Pudgy Pig from episode 6, because they're using the exact same footage, and then the pig disappears. Meanwhile, Rita announces that the pig was a distraction all along, and Goldar is going to be going to Earth, destroying the city uh, in giant form. Okay, so meanwhile, the fully morphed Power Rangers are walking around a farm, trying to find Pudgy Pig, 
and they find Pudgy Pig all contained in a pig pen trying to chat up a real life pig. So no dangers there. The pig is fine. And then they find out that Goldar's attacking, so they fight Goldar and Scorpino, who makes a cameo appearance for no reason, get the Megazords. They all form together. And then they fight using the exact same footage of episode one of the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, Megazord versus Goldar. Goldar disappears like a coward once again. And so then Billy manages to figure out how to work the device to return Pudgy Big back into Pig, Norman the Pig. And the episode ends with Mr. Kaplan traumatizing Balkan Skull with yet another pig in class. The end. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. It's one of those, isn't it? Yeah. Um... <laughs> I have to say, this episode's a bit tired. Mm, I see. Okay. I get that. It's mainly because they were just reusing the same footage. Well, you... And the reason they re- reused the same costume for Pudgy Pig, who I still think looks like a humanoid genitalia with dead <laughs> eyes. Yeah, it is, it is a giant bald testicle. Yeah. I mean, A, you're going to have to get used to this, because from here on out, it is going to be a lot of... Uh, especially for the next 20-ish episodes, or just a bit less than that now, it's going to be a lot of reused footage. But I you know, I, I quite like the way they pull it off. It's okay writing. I think they did an okay job with trying to reuse the same footage. The storyline of, okay, um, Pig gets morphed into a monster. I mean, that's okay. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing... Okay, there's nothing spectacular there story-wise as an episode to watch and be drawn into is... Let's say it's just recycled stuff. It's old costume. Stick it on a farm. Have a pig. Some old sort like Zord footage fighting. The end. But I actually quite enjoy how the story actually holds together over the twenty minutes. They've done a lot worse editing jobs when they've been using more original footage. If that makes I sense, suppose- when when they've been using Zoranger footage on occasion, when they've been trying to get as close to the original story as possible whilst updating it for an american audience yeah they've fallen flat whereas with this where they've where a lot of it not all of it obviously but a lot of it they've shot more footage themselves especially with the pink Mm. costume and the rangers everything just holds together a bit better because they've gone right what is the story we want to tell okay Mm. it is this what footage have we got that suits that rather than going what footage have we got how do we tell a story with it does that make sense? Am I explaining myself? <laughs> um, <laughs> I think what you're trying to say is they, they had some old footage and they wanted to see... It, it sounds like they just want to try and tell a story based upon the, the small amount of stuff we, they currently have. And in this particular case, they liked Percy Pig because I'm guessing Percy Pig... Percy? Pudgy. Pudgy. Percy Pig's a t- yeah. Pudgy, Pudgy Pig was a fan favourite. <laughs> Oh, yes. yes, fan favourite. I'm going to try and stretch this out. He was a fan favourite, and he was selling lots of toys, and so they wanted to tell the story again with pigs. Okay, so I guess that was an alright attempt. But I don't know, it, it just doesn't look right, and I still can't get over the look of the Power Rangers in the American footage. Oh, yeah, I mean, that never works. It, it just it looks like they're a bunch of cosplayers walking yeah. up and down the, the farm. The suits like a... never fit. The way they're walking is really weird. Like, they're always bent at the knees as if they're, like, <laughs> doing squats or something. Oh, <laughs> well, they're walking on the moon. Do, yeah. Do, do, do. He's like, yeah, that, that never sort of works out. There's no acrobatics. There's no martial arts and no costumes. They're just ordinary guys. Yeah. And it's, I don't really like it. I think they would, I'd prefer if they had a second morphing time. 
that, that would, that would right. have worked. Yeah, yeah. Actually, if they had demorphed, as it were, and gone looking for pudgy pig on the farm uh, just as themselves, but I'm mm. guessing maybe they couldn't get the actors, or they didn't want to. Maybe it was too much of an expense. They could film that stuff with doubles in the costumes just wandering around the farm yeah whilst they're shooting something else with the principal cast and then just have them dub their lines later i mean i know they were trying to save money here and there everywhere but that seems a bit far (laughs) yeah it's like quite get um the the producer's children that's right the producer's children which are like six foot tall and have them running around costumes they don't need money (laughs) although i must say the yellow ranger trini in the power ranger suit Am I right in noticing that they had some uh, lady lumps on the yellow, on the Yellow Ranger? Uh, possibly. I didn't. I didn't pick up on that. But it's something I noticed because I've been starting watching um, Power Rangers on Netflix because I recently got it. Yeah. So no more piracy for me. No more <laughs> dodgy two forty p quality video footage. But no, it's like okay, I'm not seeing them in good quality, and it's like, hang on, everybody knows that the Yellow Ranger in the Power Ranger series in the Zoo Ranger series is. Uh, it's it's boy, it's a guy, and yet in the Americans they got some boobies on it. It's like, oh, why why did they do that? Why didn't they just throw a guy in there and just not give him boobies? I it's it's an unusual attention to detail. It is an unusual attention to detail. You are right. from me mainly because I'm focusing on the boobies. I'm, but I'm wondering. Mm-hmm. I don't know how much when they did the zoo two footage, which you're not aware of yet. But basically, in a few episodes time, and especially come series two of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. They commissioned the Super Sentai team to make more monster footage and stuff for mm. the American series. It's what they call Zoo 2, as in like um, Zoo Ranger 2. It's never used in any Japanese show, but they made it just for Power Rangers. Oh. I don't know whether that's just monster footage or whether that includes Power Ranger footage as well. And if it does include Power Ranger footage, whether they stuck a woman in the yellow suit at that point. Hmm. This is what we need Pete here for. <laughs> Pete would probably know the answer to these. Yeah, Pete, see, once you're listening to this episode, tweet us at RangerPod. <laughs> Give us your answers and tell us what you think. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I'll tell you another thing I've noticed in terms of fashion. Bulk. Mm. Why does he wear tights under shorts? I mean, I noticed. I think I noticed it a couple of episodes ago, and I've only just spotted it now. Um, like, because California is famously cold. Was that the fashionable thing? <laughs> it does seem a bit of an odd thing to do, doesn't it? But the thing is, like, okay, I'm guessing he wants to be an alternative dress, but I thought he was like a punk, and I don't know if punks wear jorts and tights. I mean, Quinn, you're the you're the resident punk around here. Is that the kind of clothes you wear? I've never worn tights. No. Uh, ah. Um. I mean, not not as a punk. Um. Uh, as. <laughs> <laughs> Other times, however. Yeah. I mean, certain nights of the week, I like to dress up. Um, (laughs) But no, that's not something I've ever come across. But then, I mean, this could just be a a mid-90s SoCal fashion thing that I'm not aware of. But I mean, it could also be the costume department not really understanding how to dress an alternative punk figure and just going, right, here's some tights, here's some shorts. Ah. I mean, maybe he wanted to wear shorts, but then they they couldn't stand the sight of his hairy legs. Who knows? Oh, I see. So what you're saying potentially is um, he has the whitest legs known to mankind, which was distorting the cameras or even breaking them. Yeah, possibly. <laughs> the other alternative is that I think you're right. The costume department was aliens sent down to Earth and they were given a rough description of what a human being <laughs> looks like. 
<laughs> what, and they, they came up and with. they came up with bulk. <laughs> yes. I mean, it's possible, yeah. Can we like, can we go back to the start of this start of the episode and discuss this whole pet adoption thing? Like, Tell me. Does it not strike you as a bit weird that you can randomly, just on this one day in Angel Grove, you can take your unwanted pets, dump them off with five teenagers in the park, <laughs> who will then just indiscriminately hand them out to anyone that comes along asking for a, for an animal? Yeah. Like, even, even Bulk and Skull, they're happy to give... I mean, I know it's a joke in that they get the pig, but you wouldn't trust Bulk and Skull with any live animal, would you? I wouldn't trust Bulk and Skull with a cactus, really. No. And I mean, as is proof, only, was it the last episode? that Yeah, the, if, the if, last Power Rangers episode, they couldn't look after a tree. Yeah, they couldn't even be bothered to plant their own plants. So, why, yeah, why would you entrust them with this not-cute pig? Oh, I thought the pig was actually quite oh. cute. I mean, it was really large. <laughs> but Kimberly has such prejudice against pigs. It's like, yeah. surprising. But everyone else had actually looked pretty cute, especially that random girl who was actually coming up to Bulk and Skull saying, oh, it's so cute. What's its name? And Skull goes, Bulk. That was brilliant. Like, that is legitimate, the funniest thing that's happened in Power Rangers in the longest time. (laughs) I agree. That was the first time I actually burst out laughing. And I was thinking that was the best thing I've ever seen. So well done to the writers. Like, Bulk and Skull need to be more of a a comedy duo not just like a slapstick duo like if you if they were to get more lines like that just trading insults even if just with each other yeah it gives the characters a bit more life and a bit more so just something more to watch than oh what what are they going to fall over this week i bet the writers in the studios were high-fiving each other going yeah (laughs) like yes right best line ever let's go to lunch (laughs) they probably had an intern that was like an aspiring stand-up yeah yeah he never got paid yeah so this um what I refer to as the old school Doctor Who gizmo that's counting down. There were some weird devices on this entire episode. There's some very weird props, aren't there? But again, this comes from them having to create a lot of the prop and costumes themselves. I mean, okay, like I know yeah. they haven't created Pudgy Pig themselves, but yeah. where they've had to write their own story, they've had to come up with things that they that aren't in the Japanese show. Including a, a device which takes readings by shooting fire out of it. <laughs> So what kind of reading device has sparklers at the end of it? I just, I just was completely dumbfounded. Was thinking, why are you holding such a dangerous thing? Yeah, you could hurt yourself. You could burn someone with those sparklers. But no, this is a reading. Oh, I'm getting some weird readings out of this as I set it on fire. <laughs> I yeah. not, who came up with that design? God knows. No wonder Billy can't figure out what time it's counting down to because <laughs> he's just blown the thing up. <laughs> So this is the thing, of all the people, like, he's, he says, it's a timing mechanism counting down to zero, but I can't figure out when it's going to end. Well, when it <laughs> reaches zero, obviously, of all the people in the world to you'd think to work out work this out, it would be Billy. Uh, I don't know about Rita's plan, though. It does seem a bit daft in well, itself. Yeah, to send Pudgy Pig to be a distraction for Goldar. Yeah. Like, just send more Puddies, then. Like, it doesn't need to be Pudgy Pig, does it? It doesn't need to count down... It doesn't need to be a pig called Norman. Who calls a pig Norman? Oh, I don't know. I, th- I like the name Norman for a pig. I think it's very no, really fitting. Use some alliteration. It's got to be a Percy, hasn't it? Or a, or a, like a Perry. Or a... Well, it has to be Percy because I can't get that name out of no, my head. No, exactly. So I keep getting it wrong. God damn you, Marks and Spencers. Um, <laughs> but yeah. I just felt like Rita's plan was a bit rushed or just wasn't very well explained because they spent the first 20 minutes no the episode is <laughs> um, they spent the first 15 minutes going ah yes my plan is coming to fruition yeah <laughs> what is your plan now ah, let's cut to the rangers 
And it wasn't until towards the end where Pudgy Pig becomes Pudgy Pig and they actually announce the plan, which seems unusual in terms of readableness. Isn't it? Because she usually tells the plan at the very beginning. This is true. But then I suppose it adds a new layer of something. I don't know. I'm trying to justify something that's nonsense. It adds to a new layer of delaying and padding out yeah. the episode. Although, do you know what? The more I think about this, the more I think the plan may have worked because we're just assuming that the plan is send Pudgy Pig and then Goldock and attack the city. But mm-hmm. what actually happens is she sends down like a decoy pig, yep. which then turns into Pudgy Pig and causes a bit of chaos. So that sends the rangers into red alert and go, oh, that was the plan. Like she was going to sneak Pudgy Pig in via the guise of a little old lady and a normal pig. Then it turns out Pudgy Pig disappears. They're like, well, we need to go and find this monster now. So they trot off to find this monster and they're on this farm. When they find Pudgy Pig, we get that whole little bit about how it's actually really Norman and they don't want to kill it or destroy it. So she's like, she's tugging on their kind of like good emotional heartstrings. Like they're going to get wrapped up in trying to save Norman the pig from within Pudgy Pig. And whilst they're doing that, that leaves Goldar sort of the time and the freedom to destroy the world. And it works for a little while. It's only when they get recalled and Gordon's like, look, all right, stop dicking around with the pig. Let it just have its little thing in, on the farm. It's not hurting yeah. anyone at the moment. You better go and sort of sort out Goldar. That anything really kind of changes. Until that point, they are actually very well distracted from a giant Goldar that spends... I mean, not an awful lot of time, but a good sort of minute or so destroying Angel Grove. I think that's a fair plan. I, I guess Rita didn't count on the pig falling in love with a female <laughs> pig. A very small female pig. <laughs> yeah, and just being stuck in a pig pen. I was like, ah, oh, my plan has been ruined. Well, why didn't it happen in the first instance of yeah. appearing? Well, because it's not the same pig, is it? Like this she's is true. she's using Norman as a vehicle to I don't know exactly how she's done it, but she's made Norman appear like Pudgy Pig. Mm. It isn't the Pudgy Pig that we know and love from Episode Six or what, whenever it was. Yeah, it kind of works. It, kind of, it, it I mean, Rita's plans never work, so no. we should we shouldn't really expect too much. Actually, just, saying that, Goldar flees the fight again. Saves himself like a coward, comes back and he's like, sorry, mistress, I shall get them again next time. It's like you've said that every episode for 40 weeks now and you've never you never have. So I don't know why Rita still trusts you to to be able to fulfill this plan of destroying the Rangers. Maybe next episode they will uh, all get fired and get replaced with something else. (laughs) Possibly, yeah. I, I, I find that highly unlikely. Well, I think at this point, uh, PDT would come in and start regaling us with the episode from Sentai, which the Power Rangers takes footage from. But as we have just mentioned many times before, there is no new Sentai's footage. There is. There are four-ish episodes that Sentai footage is taken from, like just for the fight scenes. Mm-hmm. They're obviously not worth discussing. And the rest of it is either reused footage from Zero Ranger... Like, just reuse Rita footage, for example. Or more new American stuff, which I quite liked. So as, as naff as it was, as we were just saying, with the rangers in costume wandering around the farm, mm-hmm. it's sort of nice to see them branch out and do a little bit more original stuff. But the th- it's interesting because 
when I was watching it, and because I've been watching it quite quickly, and uh, and because I'm an adult, I can clearly remember the episodes where the footage is coming from. Like I remember the fight footage from episode six, yeah, which does not include the power weapons being eaten. And I thought, wait a minute, they know how to defeat Pudgy Pig. How do they? Why do they not yeah. form the mega cannon? And it's because it's Norman. Blah blah blah. I had to figure that out myself. That's better writing from my end. Yeah. And then there's footage from Goldar stomping around in episode one, which includes him piecing out like a coward uh, yeah in exactly the same formation yeah although they did add a little bit extra where the power sword tried to do a power um sonic boom attack Mm. which i think they added in post which is fine uh scorpina totally useless i don't know why they bothered to include yeah they didn't need to include that it's it's such a short amount of footage as well that even if the episode had run short by 30 seconds it wouldn't have mattered if it wasn't in there yeah. <laughs> I get that they're trying to kind of up the stakes a little bit. Like we've had Power Rangers each fight for the last forty episodes has been getting more and more intense to mm-hmm. the point that the Zords are destroyed entirely. Yeah. Or well, we are led to believe they are, but it looks as though Rita's winning and now it's sort of back to square one almost and a weak monster can be sent down and the rangers can still struggle yeah i know i mean it, it's a case of like in the final episode episode 40 they were fighting the war zord and yeah. satan itself yeah like the most powerful thing ever and now they're just pussying around with um scorpino yeah and Pig. although i would like to say this one thing i kind of noticed and maybe you can help out with this comment i couldn't help but notice that rita was saying at last you failed, you weenies. You're about to lose. <laughs> right. The reason why I'm bringing this up is because I looked at the, her lips and it was really well synced. It was, really looked like her lips were syncing up to say, at last you failed, you weenies, blah, blah, blah. And I'd wondered, I'd, I'd remember you guys saying that footage was re-recorded. Was this one of those footages where they asked the actress to play Rita, say, can you say this, please? I don't know the answer to that. Um it's possible. Who? I can't remember if that Rita stuff comes from the Zoo 2 footage or whether it is whether they did that throughout the original kind of run as well. I do know that at times they did sort of go to lengths to try and get lip syncing going on even when she's speaking Japanese. There's bits where they've just found like a some sort of mouth structure that looks like she's saying the sentence and they dub it a little bit Mm. but it's well sometimes badly sometimes well (laughs) yeah so maybe this time they just got lucky maybe they did just get lucky especially when it's um i mean exactly what was the sentence like you failed this time you weenies like that's that's all quite soft like vowels and consonants Mm -hmm. there's nothing that's like you could probably find just some ordinary talking that you could easily slip that into yeah or <laughs> this is the thing I find. What they could do is just take a, a one second footage of Rita and just rewind it and play it forward, yeah. back and forth, back and forth back until and forth, back and forth. Yeah, I I really can't stand that trick. They even did it in this particular episode where oh, Pudgy Pudgy jumps, jumping up and down, he jumps down <laughs> and then he jumps yeah. back up and he jumps back down again. It's like why did you do that? Yeah. That seems so weird. And then there's other little tricks, like for example, um, the Rangers are just standing around in the Super Ranger footage, and the footage is slowed down by two, three hundred percent. So it's like jerking slowly forward, yeah, just to pad it out. And there's like really bad and really cheap tactics for like trying to save money. It just reminds me of the 1990s cartoon Spider-Man, where towards the end of its life, they were running out of money. 
So they couldn't afford to animate more episodes. So what they did was to save money was they take the same footage and then slow it down, rewind it, to piss around with it a bit so they can try and get people to say full sentences without syncing up. Uh, okay. And then they would do things like take the same footage and then mirror it to play the exact same footage back again and back and forth. And That's terrible. I know. And even when I was a kid, I'd notice this kind of stuff. And that's what made me think that maybe it's coming to the end of its life because they don't have the money to finish it off. And it, I guess it's the same. It's going to be the same with this, right? For the next 20 episode of Power Rangers. Uh, they don't have the money, so they're just going to do this these cheap looping tricks. I mean, Power Rangers is a series based off of taking footage from another show and dicking around with it and making something else. So it's not as though this is entirely unprecedented. But I see what you mean. Like we are because they've sort of run out of stories they can tell with original footage. Like it is going to be a little bit like this for a while. Oh, I just hope it's not as noticeable, or at least if it does, we're just going to have to really point it out <laughs> and just go, this is terrible, you got to do a better job, and just do like a tally count of how many times this happens. Yeah, well, yeah, start the tally now. Go on, we're on mm. one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow I think the number's going to be 20 for the remaining Yeah, episodes. possibly. Mm, mm. Oh, well. So uh, are there any interesting facts you can think of, Quinn? No, none. Right. Like, <laughs> yeah, I got the same feeling too. This, this is pretty much how I feel there about. There isn't anything that really happens or goes on. Like, even the Ranger Wiki doesn't list anything all that interesting. It's just a simple episode, yeah. and it just goes through the the motions. I guess we're kind of coming up to that point of rating it now. So I'm just going to say that I I quite enjoyed the episode for for what it can do and how they sort of piece together bits and pieces but otherwise yeah as as a story it is a bit naff what kind of rating would you give it um i three perhaps like i don't think it's anywhere near as bad as that plant episode last week mm. the rita's seed of evil whatever it was called yes. like that is god awful and that is using that see this is sort of my point that's using a original zoo ranger footage that they hadn't used previously i think right so they've taken that and gone right how do we turn this into an american story and they they try and write a similar story to the what the japanese did and it fails badly whereas with some Mm -hmm. with this they've written a story and then they've gone and found the footage that they need and put it in where necessary and it works a lot better i think when they're writing more original stuff the episodes work not all the mm. time, but to me, they feel like they work better than when they're trying to just filling the gaps in what they've got of the Zoo Ranger footage, if that makes sense. Yeah. When it's just like, right, well, they're unmorphed at this point, so we need some unmorphed footage there, and it's got to be American teenagers. Mm-hmm. And we've got to write the same sort of story. And they do that, and then more often than not, we're sitting there going, well, this was a bit shit. And PDC's going, well, the Zoo Ranger episode was great. And we're like, well, okay, that's by the by. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, true. yeah, that's why I think this sort of. As the story it falls down, how but how they manage to actually put it together, I think works better than they have done with other episodes. I suppose. Yeah, I'm trying to say. So yeah, I'm giving it a three. I see. What about you? I th- watched the episode and I quite, I just thought it was all right. I quite admire the fact that they managed to make a coherent story with a very simple premise related to pigs. Some of the fighting was good. I mean, I, I we didn't touch upon the fighting with Zach and the putties, but I thought the choreography was quite good. Yeah, He had a good chance to shine. They had some good ideas. It's nice seeing a ranger up against some putties on their own for a change because we've not had that yeah. in a little while. 
And it was nice to see the worm. I mean, he's doing a, a reverse worm move, which kind of looked pretty good. The thing that completely took me by surprise was that joke saying, what's his name? His name's Bulk. And yeah. I think for that alone, it's worth a star. But the thing is I didn't like about this episode were it's just plain. And I think the Rita's plan was a bit explained too late. And I don't like the prejudice against pigs. Because <laughs> I think it was a 90s view that pigs were ugly, smelly creatures, even though they do explain that pigs are actually quite intelligent, blah, blah, blah. But we now know that pigs are actually quite cute and they can make good pets and all this kind of stuff. So it, it was a sign of the times. I mean, it doesn't help they get a very big, fat, ugly pig. I wouldn't say it was ugly. It was just fat, like huge. Like no person would have this as a pig. <laughs> no, not Cue at all. all the stock footage of all the owners who have a big, fat pig. A literal pig in their homes and everything. But uh, anyway, despite all this, I'm only going to give it two out of six power coins. It was it was just an average, uh, mediocre episode with one good joke. Yeah, fair enough. So, what do you guys think out there in the Twitterverse, in the Power Rangers universe, in the podcastverse? Do you agree with me or do you agree with Quinn? Send in your comments and your thoughts. You can do this via Twitter, which is twitter.com forward slash rangerpod. You can do it on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash rangerpod. And you can even email us at therangerpod at gmail.com. So join us again next week where we'll be going back to the Lost Galaxy and we cover part two of the Quasar Quest. Wee! That'll hopefully get a little bit more exciting than it was last time. I hope so too, because it really needed, it needs something to get going. And frankly, it just needs some Power Rangers. But I can't wait to listen to it. So until then, my name's Grax. I'm Quinn. We will see you next time. Bye.